0: Welcome to the latest episode of All Things Change, a podcast brought to you by the Perform Partners team. On today's episode, we have Kirsty Coldwell, Director and Founder of BetSmart Consulting. Chloe and I talk with Kirsty about business change and personal growth, building great teams, regulatory change and compliance innovation. It's a fantastic show, so let's
1: get stuck
0: in. So thank you for joining us today, Kirsty, and welcome to the show.
2: Hi, Kirsty. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me. Um, It's always great to get an invite to these kinds of things. Oh,
0: you're very welcome, Kirsty. Now, do tell us, how have you been spending your time lately?
1: Yeah,
2: the last 12 months has been interesting for us, really fast-paced at BetSmart, Um, We've seen a lot of growth over the last 12 months, and for us that's meant more staff, more clients, and more ongoing contracts, Um, and all of that obviously comes with with scheduling complexity, so the admin side of things has has really grown quite a lot within our business. Um, Luckily, we've just hired a lady to help support on the admin front. Um, And she's absolutely brilliant. She's only been with us a few weeks, but already she's adding loads of value, taking things off my plate and getting us all quite a bit more organised, which is very welcome. Uh, On a more personal note, we've just completed on uh, buying a house, which is really exciting, but I had no idea how difficult and complicated that whole process was. And so, yeah, I'm just really thankful that we've kind of got that bit out of the way and now we can focus on the actual move
0: that sounds yeah that sounds like you you've been keeping super busy.
2: <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I like to be busy though. It's better to be busy than to be bored.
0: Oh, fantastic. So you mentioned there you've seen a lot of growth um obviously and change within your both your personal and business life. What do you mean by growth? What have you seen in the last
2: 12 months? Yeah, so that's a that's a good question. So um some of that change and growth has been driven by us as a company Um, and we have kind of driven that through the development and the release of new products for example and the diversification of our revenue streams so products which we are targeting at um, different types of business within the the online gambling sector and different revenue streams in terms of Offering services in different jurisdictions, which are increasingly becoming more and more regulated. Um, I think a really good example is, is probably um, our new product um, called Prep Smart Evaluation. Um, and that that's a service which really gives operators a way to assess their business for regulatory compliance. It really helps them to identify strengths and weaknesses in their operational processes and make real tangible improvements to those processes and, and how things actually work. We've got five different preps, uh, five different packages available, um, ranging from one which we call the quick prep, right the way through to the full prep and all the preps in between. Um, so that kind of dictates how much time we spend with each operator who's, who's running one of these evaluation packages. Um, that's driven a lot of new business our way um, we've created a, a, a lot of new working relationships with operators that we haven't previously been, been working with, which has been really good. Um, in terms of revenue streams, so I, I mentioned earlier, we've we really been focusing this year as well on kind of widening the different places that we offer our services in. And this is a lot to do with the fact that As we go on, a lot of different countries which were previously considered to be grey markets and so operators were able to provide their services under um, kind of catch-all umbrella licenses which might be issued in in Malta or Gibraltar or somewhere similar Mm -hmm. and now having to obtain specific licenses to operate in, in certain jurisdictions and we're seeing this more and more. Obviously, it's quite a big Um, undertaking to apply for a new license, particularly for compliance teams who are already overstretched, who are managing BAU work under the licenses that that they're already managing. Um, And so we've done a lot of work with operators um, about improving their processes in um, European countries, um, also license application in places like Ontario, um, have become quite popular services that we offer
1: oh wow that's amazing so you know it sounds like yourself and the bat smart team have been incredibly busy but what we want to know is what would you say has been the biggest change that you've been part of in the past 12 months
2: i mean i suppose that i would come back to the growth of the business because for me personally that's that's driven a really big change in what i'm doing on a day-to-day basis um So historically, since I started the business and up to the point where people started to join me and and work alongside me, um, initially I was the person who was undertaking all of the contract work, who was working on the compliance work, um, and who was kind of managing that alongside trying to grow the business at the same time. Um, But now the business has evolved and developed to a point whereby I have people who are able to support me in completing those contracts and working directly with clients. And so I'm having to spend a lot more time overseeing multiple different contracts with different consultants working on each one. Um, and so that's kind of a very different skill set than what I'm used to. So, you know, my background is in, is in compliance and, and managing compliance risk. And now I'm a lot more focused on managing people my own people, um, but also multiple clients um, and also our business risk. So obviously we're a consultancy firm and we're reliant on contracts coming through um, on a regular basis, but that does ebb and flow. And I have a responsibility to the consultants to make sure that I'm managing that potential commercial risk when we're in an ebb kind of phase. And so, yeah, it's it's kind of, force me to, to really evaluate what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis and recognise what my priorities need to be and really focus on, on those.
0: Yeah, I imagine it's quite difficult to move from the traditional position that you will have been in, being hands-on within the organisation. The expectations, I suppose, from your connections and from your network and customers to be in that position, to be close to them, to now almost step up a little bit more, step away from that hands-on role. And be able to support the team in more of a leadership position, I suppose.
2: Yeah, definitely, and it, and it can. It's like an interesting point, actually, because it can be quite difficult to convince potential new clients that it's acceptable for somebody else to be doing the work rather than me, yeah. and I, not because I'm better at doing it than anybody else. But most of our business tends to come from my network, and so you know a lot of the people that we're working with I have worked with personally before and they have approached BetSmart on the expectation that they will be working directly with me on a day-to-day basis and that's not always the case and so you know it's about managing their expectations as well. Um, I actually love it when I have to kind of fill in or I have to cover a contract because I get to have a day where I know exactly what I'm doing again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> trying to find my way as best I can in, in a more you know hands-off leadership position
0: yeah definitely it's so hard but you you know you've established a very capable expert team of people to be able to support with this and support in more more in more ways because there's only so many hours in the day so I yeah, think definitely I think it's
2: and yeah and, and you know the team at the team are really great as well because we all have very different backgrounds and very different skill sets and so you know we very very much learn from each other and a very strong team because of that diversity of our Mm. of our backgrounds and experience um and so you know that that is that is one good way of being able to manage potential new clients is that if you're able to sell somebody onto a contract on the basis that actually their experience matches much more of what you need than mine would, for example, Mm. then that's a much easier way to kind of come to an agreement that everybody's happy with.
1: Wow, amazing. So, you know, you've obviously seen and experienced an awful lot of change and that seems to be a constant throughout any growing business. But, you know, it'd be great if you could tell us what change really means to you.
2: Uh, Well... I mean more work usually, Um, (laughs) (laughs) probably on a less flippant note, um, it it means opportunity for me really. Um, So if you consider the regulatory environment which companies are having to operate in, that is a constantly moving feast and it can be very, very complex um, and difficult to manage if I'm honest. If we take even just the UK as an example, we have multiple regulatory bodies and rule makers who are often updating their guidance and their requirements and operators need to be able to react to that really, really quickly. Um, You also have changes in kind of the general environment which can drive changes in regulatory expectation. So if we take the COVID situation, for example, during lockdowns, People were earning less money because they'd been furloughed, they were spending more time at home. There was a regulatory expectation that operators were monitoring customer play a lot more closely and reacting to potential indicators of problem gambling quite quickly. Similarly, now we're moving into obviously the the cost of living crisis and the regulator will have the same kind of expectation that Operators need to be tightening their controls at at these times and considering that people will be potentially in a worse financial position than they have been previously and reacting to that. So, I mean, you know, just a few examples just from the UK there to kind of give some idea about how complex and how quickly the regulatory environment changes. Um, and the complexity of having to manage that from an operator perspective. And so when these changes get um, implemented by regulatory bodies or rule makers, operators often need uh, additional support, temporary support, to help them implement um, additional controls and all of that kind of thing. And so for us, that as a compliance consultancy business, that really creates opportunity for us. Um, opportunity to um, create new relationships, to win new contracts. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a positive thing from our perspective.
0: And when it comes to these sort of, I mean, I imagine the, the, the scale of the um, compliance changes that, that can come at any time, really, how does a company approach this? How, how do they normally run through these and what is it that you as a
2: consultancy what can you support them with? Yeah, that's a really good question, and and it, it, the answer really is very dependent on the company. So, you know, a much bigger company, they may have their own kind of develop a compliance development function, which will include a, a business analyst, a, a PM, um, development resource, testing resource, and for them, making changes that are required under the regulations is potentially a lot easier than it would be for a much smaller company which has um, a a lot less technical resource available and are reliant on the compliance teams themselves to make decisions and to really drive these changes in operational processes. The, The regulatory burden for compliance teams generally is pretty big. Companies as a rule don't necessarily invest in compliance teams in the same way as they might invest in uh, more commercial teams for obvious reasons. Um, And with the ebb and flow of compliance workload in terms of regulatory change, that's really where we come in because we're able to provide um, temporary expert compliance resource for companies to support them through periods of significant change. Um, And that might be through um, regulatory change and, and requirements, but it also might be through... And changes in personnel. So, you know, perhaps a head of compliance or a director of compliance may have left a company and that company is going through the recruitment process and is waiting for their preferred candidate to to finish it at at their previous company. You know, we can cover them during that period. So, there really are lots of different ways that we're able to support the change process.
0: That's really interesting. And I imagine it's quite um, reassuring for an organisation to have an organisation like yourselves, you know, available or within reach, especially your current customers, knowing yeah. your
2: expertise and, and how you can support. I think it's it's great when we've when you've had a stint working with a with an operator, and a lot of our customers are repeat business. Um, which is good because I hope that that means that they're happy with the service that we're providing. But that makes things a lot easier because if we've worked for a reasonable period within a business, we know how it operates. We understand what the processes are in terms of compliance processes. um, And, you know, who we've built the relationships with the internal people that we need to be able to communicate with and all of that. And so that makes it... A lot easier to go back in sometime down the line and kind of support just as and when as and when needed.
0: And with regards to the uh, forecasting, looking forward um, at change, is there anything large scale pending that you're aware of that's on the horizon?
2: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I would talk about the government's white paper um, and the updates to the the UK Gambling Act. Um, but I think given all the political change recently, that has kind of really gone on a back burner. And really, there's there's no expectation about when that's actually going to land. And so, yeah, I think it's something that, that it's a bit premature to talk about at the moment. Yeah, so there's been an awful lot of back and forth, hasn't there,
1: really, with the, you know, I guess the changes in government um, kind of like halting that change uh, to the 2005 Gambling and gaming act, but I guess you know. Looking forward to twenty twenty three is it's something that you can you know look forward to and get your teeth stuck into. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you're at well, you're absolutely right. But um, let's see what the year ahead has in store. Okay, so business aside, we would like to know which song you have chosen that best represents change for you.
2: Yeah, so this question was really really difficult. And I spent a lot of time thinking about it. And I asked my partner if he would help me pick a song. And he told me that it was a very personal thing. And he wasn't able to help me at all. So the song that I've picked is, is uh, Paper Planes by MIA. And I guess the link to change is, is quite tenuous, really. But it, first of all, it's a song I, I really, really like. Um, and the reason that I've chosen it is that I, in 2008, I, I first I went travelling. Um, for the first time, it was the first time that I'd ever left Europe. Um, I'd worked really hard, working several jobs um, to be able to save to go. And the first place I went to was India, and it was just when the Slumdog Millionaire film was being released. And the paper song is is um, one of the theme songs for that film, and so it was being played absolutely everywhere that you went that since that trip, really travels become such a big part of my life it's it's you know my my biggest personal passion apart from BetSmart. Um and so you know really that song represents a, a big change in my life because I finally kind of understood one of the things that was that was really so important to me and so that's why I've picked it.
0: Oh I'm gonna have to have a listen to that song that sounds absolutely fantastic and what an incredible story with the connection to the uh, to the song. So aside from your chosen song, is there any podcasts or books that you would recommend um, for our listeners to listen to or read?
2: Yeah, I don't I don't really listen to podcasts that much, but I am a, a really big reader. And um, so I always have more than one novel on the go at a time. I probably should read kind of business self-help books and all of that, but I don't. Um, I, I like to read stories. Um so I'm reading a, a book at the moment by a lady called Meg Mason, and it's called Sorrow and Bliss, and it's it's about it's about living with mental health issues. Um, it, it's really moving, but it's also really really funny, which I quite I quite like that balance. Um, it's beautifully written and it's really poignant, and I would I would recommend that to anybody really. Um, generally I'm kind of a, a big Kate Atkinson fan. Anything by Kate Atkinson I will I will give a go. I like a nice historical novel. Um, and I would also recommend The Thursday Murder Clubs by Richard Osman. I've just started, I've just started them I must have
0: had in the last month Maybe five people tell me You must read this book Um, So yeah, um, interestingly um, I bought all three now Oh, did you? Uh, Yeah, so I've got them ready to go And I've started the the first one
2: The first one's definitely the best one um, But I've just started the third one now I just think they're so clever And the characters are brilliant And it kind of makes me really look forward to retirement as well
0: (laughs) amazing so I picking up the first one I had not looked into the actual structure of the story and how the the way he's leading everybody to so it took it took me by surprise the setting and I thought I've never read a book in this setting this is quite interesting and just the way that he conveys that story it's incredible I'm I'm loving it loving it so far I'm jealous
2: I wish I was still reading the first one I
0: have to pick it pick it back up start again (laughs) Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Kirsty, for joining us today um, on the podcast.
1: No problem. Thank you very much for having me. Bye for now. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of All Things Change, a podcast brought to you by the Perform Partners team. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us a follow on LinkedIn follow on instagram and you can check us out on our website www.perform-partners.com see you on the next one